Hello and welcome to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Bowne. I'm here to share techniques and tools to help you engage with your audience and bring art, objects and ideas to life. So let's dive into this week's show. Hello and welcome back to the Art Engager podcast. I'm your host, Claire Bowne of Thinking Museum, and this is episode 75. So we've reached another milestone, and in honour of 75 episodes, that's three quarters of a century, I'm releasing a new resource today. This resource shares 31 different ways that you can look at art or objects in museums. So today I'm going to be talking you through some of these different ways of looking slowly. But before that, last week, I had a wonderful chat with author, art historian and educator Ben Street about how to enjoy art without actually knowing anything about it at all. So do go and listen to episode 74 if you haven't already. It's a really popular one. Now, as always, if you'd like to support the show, you can do so. You can treat me to a special cup of tea on buymeacoffee.com forward slash Claire I'll put a link in the show notes. So let's get on with today's show. Now, the most important moment in any art or object discussion is the time when you spend looking at it, when you first arrive at the artwork. So all too often, I've been a participant on a tour or I've been observing in the background and I've noticed that either the educator jumps straight in right away with asking a question or they proceed to start describing the artwork for the group. Now, it is so important to allow your participants time to look. I can't stress this highly enough. Making space for looking, it will pay dividends in the discussion that follows. So too often we are keen to get on to the main course of the discussion, which is normally the interpretation. But you should always, always lay the groundwork first by attending to observation. So by allowing time to look, you're piquing the curiosity of the group. You are allowing them to notice the details for themselves. Questions will start to form in their heads and they will be eager to find out more. So giving space for looking offers the group time to get to know what they're looking at and to begin to process it. So give your participants the opportunity to take some time carefully observing and they may notice more than what meets the eye. It encourages them to push beyond any hasty interpretations they might have too. So things like those knee-jerk reactions, I just don't like it, I don't get it, and more. Now, furthermore, people need time to look slowly. It sounds obvious, but we are so used to scanning and scrolling these days that we forget what it's like to take our time and really look at something. 
So this new resource, How to Look at Art Slowly, is a resource that can be used by anyone. Whether you're going to a museum alone and would like some strategies for looking, or if you're visiting with a friend and are on the lookout for some new ways to engage with what you're seeing. Likewise, if you're an edu educator or a guide, you can use these activities with your groups. All of the activities in the resource are coded as either solo or group activities, and most of them can be done as both. So these activities offer you a framework and different tools that you could use for looking. So use any of the activities in this new resource and you'll be sharing tools with your participants too and they can use these on a future visit to a museum. So if you download the resource, you'll see that it's divided up into sections, static looking, movement, observation through drawing, observation through writing, and looking with a viewfinder. So you can choose a variety of different ways to look as you move around the museum. You might want to choose activities that appeal to you, or you might want to step out of your comfort zone and try something new. All of these activities will help you to see more. So let's look at some of the categories. So static looking. In this section, I talk about looking in silence, in pairs and in groups. I share some games you can play to enhance your looking, things like yes and, the observation game and observing from memory. I also talk about guided looking, which is something you would do as an educator or guide to guide your participants through the looking process and mindful looking too. Now for the section about movement, I really wanted to incorporate movement into this resource as I think quite often we think of looking as a static process where we just stand in front of something and just look. However, you don't need to stand still to look and you can incorporate movement into the looking process. For example, you can vary the distance between you and the artwork or object. You can look from far away and then even the furthest away that you can get and still see it. You could look from the distance you would if you wanted to take a photo and then you could move close up and take another look. Or you could fix your eyes on the artwork as you enter the gallery and look at it as you are walking towards it. You can look from seated, standing or lying down or compare what it looks like from each of these positions. You can look from above or my particular favourite, you can bend down and then look back up again. And this is wonderful to see new details or perhaps how the paint has been applied. You can take steps in a circle around an object or you could move two steps to the left and two steps to the right. If you're in a group, you could start with some looking from one position and then ask everyone to change where they are. Move positions. Movement really works. It helps you to notice new things and to shake up the way you do things too. Move your eyes as well. Play with opening and closing your eyes, turning away and turning back again. One eye open and one eye shut and squinting 
at the thing too. This is actually a technique that the so-called professionals use as well. I also share five ways that you can observe by drawing. So as with all drawing exercises, it's really important to point out that this is not a test of your drawing skills. This is an observation exercise. So it's not testing how good you are at drawing. It's really seeing how much you can see and observe. So take small post-it notes or notebooks with you so you can do quick sketches. And you can use these notebooks for writing too. I've shared three quick writing exercises that you can do to observe. Although lots of the static looking exercises in the first section can be done with writing as well. These three thinking routines that I've shared encourage you to categorise what you're seeing in words, either through a long list of what you notice or through categories of words such as words, phrases and questions or nouns, verbs and adjectives. These all give you an easy framework through which you can organise your looking. Now, last but not least, I've shared some ways you can use a viewfinder to look closely. I love viewfinders, so much so that I had some custom ones made for when I used to lead tours. Viewfinders help you to look closer at things, so anything, objects, artworks, but also buildings. They work particularly well with things that are detailed, where there is so much information to take in at once that sometimes it can feel overwhelming. The viewfinder is magic because it helps to break it down into parts and you focus on just one particular section rather than trying to see it all at once. You can hold them up close to your eye or at arm's length, but most of all, have fun with it. So I hope you enjoy doing these looking activities in a museum, either as an educator or when you're visiting for fun on your own or with friends and family. Do download the free resource and let me know how you get on. I'd love to see photos of your adventures in looking in the museum. You can tag me in on social media. And before I go, don't forget our Facebook group all about looking, the Slow Looking Club. We're now almost at 200 members. We have weekly themes and monthly get-togethers. I've put a link in the show notes so you can come and join us. So thank you for listening today to this 75th episode. I'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Art Engager podcast with me, Claire Bowne. You can find more art engagement resources by visiting my website, thinkingmuseum.com. And you can also find me on Instagram at Thinking Museum, where I regularly share tips and tools on how to bring art to life and engage your audience. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share with others and subscribe to the show on your podcast player of choice. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next time.